0: Joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your co-host, Batman. Hello, hello. <laughs> like I like the getup, Kirk. Way to be in the holiday spirit.
1: Thank you. I uh, right before we started, I ran to the dramatic play area of my basement and I yeah, grabbed because everybody
0: the- has one of those, the dramatic play area. Yeah, but go on. Yes,
1: yes, I grabbed the the Batman cowl and cape. Uh, I think it collectively cost four ninety five, and here I am.
0: It looks good. I'm not gonna lie. Thank you. It is like
1: squeezing it. the circulation <laughs> from my face.
0: So, just uh, point of inquiry, real quick: Are we going to be using the Batman voice the whole time? Is that is that the plan?
1: No, no. I'm okay. thinking about uh, after well, this. After this uh, question and answer, uh, I will stop because my voice is about to give
0: out. Yeah, and your your skull is probably about to start fracturing right at your temples because of that (laughs) that mask being so small. It's so tight. But I appreciate the commitment, as always. I I mean, you never leave me hanging when it comes to the commitment. Never, never. I like it. I like (sighs) it. All right. Well, yeah, get out of your get up there. We've got a fun episode ahead. We've got... Obviously, I'm also wearing Batman stuff, just for the record.
1: Oh, nice. I mean, oh,
0: Wayne Enterprises, Wayne Industries. So we're not just a bunch of Marvel fanboys, which I think people probably think that's the case, but it's not true. It's not true. We love DC. They just don't love us, and they haven't made us good movies yet. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so we've got an exciting show. Um, man, recording live feels like being shot out of a cannon, doesn't it? It's like, it's so different. It's not to break the fourth wall, but like the whole it's so different from our typical podcast format where it's like, ah, we can restart, we can mess up, we can say stupid things. I'll just go in the edit and clean it all up and everything will be fine. Um, not the case. So be on your best behavior. Yeah.
1: Well, so uh, Cameron does all of the uh, post-production and yes, we right. we don't often take many extra takes. Like it's very fluid. That's why we yes. thought the, the move to live would be fine. So Kim, is there... Are there lots of things you take out, like of the silly things I say?
0: No, no, there's not. Okay, just checking. Last week, I was able to success. Here, pat myself on the back a little bit. I was able to successfully cut around all of the times that we had Wi-Fi issues. So, like things were cutting out. So, if you just listen to the podcast, you'll have no idea that that ever happened. (laughs) If you were watching the live stream, you're painfully aware, as I was that it was happening and Kirk and I were just watching in horror as it did. But to those who just listen to the podcast, it's like, it never happened. It's just like, boop, didn't happen. And that way, if it happens yeah. again this time, I can just
1: Bli- blip, blip it away, it clean it up. Bli- that's it away. right.
0: Um, so that's a good point. I feel like last episode, because it was our first stream, there was a lot going on. I didn't explain things super well. So for those of you who are streaming and those of you who are listening to the podcast version of this, here is how this is gonna go. What we're recording right now is going to be recorded in one big chunk, all in the stream. It's gonna include What's popping, which is our new segment, the review, and then our schoolyard pick. But when it goes to podcast format, you will get the what's poppin' segment on Wednesday and then the review and schoolyard pick on Friday. So that's why if you're just listening to the Friday episode, you're like, what? They're like teasing things that happened earlier in the week. It's because it's all being recorded at once and then cut up. So if that was confusing for anyone, I apologize, but hopefully that clears the air.
1: Well said, well said.
0: All right, but we've got not too much news because again, we we only had a five-day layoff between when we did our last recording to now but we do have a huge movie in Zack snyder's justice league if you've been on social media everybody's talking about it um and also as a reminder right after this we're going to record spoiled pop or spilled popcorn sorry forgot the name of our own show there <laughs> spilled popcorn for the falcon and the winter soldier which just started this week which is a marvel show um so we've got lots of fun stuff and then we've got our dceu schoolyard pick so it's going to be a good time it's going to be a good time DC-centric. That's right. That's right. Um, Let's, if we don't have anything else to talk about, let's jump into our what's popping. I've got a little bit of surprise at the end here for you because there's not that much news, so we got to find something to fill the space. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But there is a little bit of news. This first story, Kirk, I don't think you're going to care too much about, but it's something I care deeply about, which is... We are going into the Avatar-verse. Avatar The Last Airbender, not the Jim's, not the Jimbo Cameron Avatar movies made by Fox that is now Disney, but Avatar The Last Airbender. This week, um, and actually, back when they did uh, the Paramount Investor Day, because everybody's like, well, we want to do our own cool Investor Day now that Disney got, had so much success with theirs. Yes. I think they've always done this, but they're like, made it public and, like, made it this thing where everybody can watch virtually. Anyway, they announced, they, like, kind of low-key announced that there was going to be this Avatar Studios thing, which I was like, you have my attention, about the only thing that got my attention at the Paramount Investor Day. But the president of Nickelodeon went on an interview with Deadline and mm-hmm. basically said that that will include, at minimum, at least a few series and some movie spinoffs of the Avatar The Last Airbender show. Whoa. So if you're not into Avatar The Last Airbender and you've seen people, I think like when it got added to Netflix, Kirk, were you seeing this all over your timeline? Like people talking about Avatar? Oh, and, yeah. I am
1: yeah. not, uh, I'm not in, I'm not locked in on Avatar. Uh, not not because I don't like it, just haven't ventured that way yet. But man, I tell you, covered. My timeline was covered yeah, in and Avatar it was like, Last year. That Airbender. was
0: like right around the same time that the top 10 came out on Netflix. And yes. That was coincidentally when I learned that I was not the only person in the world who <laughs> likes Avatar: The Last Airbender because everybody was watching that show, um, and so there's that show, which is again, it's on Netflix. Though I wonder how much longer now that they're doing Paramount Plus and all of that, so that might be going. And then um, they had The Legend of Korra, which like missed me because I had like aged out of Avatar: The Last Airbender by that time, but that is like the sequel to Avatar The Last Airbender. It's about a different avatar. And so then there's like this huge universe with like hundreds and hundreds of years of different avatars. So it's really a great candidate for a universe, a multiverse, whatever you want to call it. So um, yeah, there's going to be lots of Avatar content coming. So if you haven't checked out Avatar, I mean, it is is like a kid's show, but it's very, it's really good. It's like a really good Mm -hmm. cartoon show. And I think... It's good from my perspective to get more people interested in, like, animated properties. Like, I think adults can enjoy animated things. I mean, we reviewed Raya and the Last Dragon last week. Like, that's a movie that's geared toward kids, but you can still enjoy it. So I think it's it's good to mix up the content flow a little bit, and Avatar is a great option if you're looking to add some animation into your life.
1: Yeah, I, I maybe I'll get into it. I don't know. I, I can't promise anything at this point. But <laughs> what I can say is that I'm excited for you, Cam, because you've been talking about Avatar for a long lifespan. time. And so I know that when this hits, you're going to take a week off from work. you be all over it. <laughs> and you're just going to dive right in. There probably needs to be a special uh, that you take on with that too. So that'll be fun.
0: Maybe. I'll do my own little series <laughs> for yes. me and all the Avatar stands out there. It'll just be called like Papa's corner or something like that just something, there you go something fun yeah it'll be it'll be a good time i'm excited for it um speaking of streaming services and different things like that if you don't have peacock which very few people do their subscription numbers are not are not strong so far they have in honor of the office's anniversary which i think it's like i don't know i don't want to get it wrong i almost said 19 years that can't possibly be true is it
1: the office
0: <clears throat> yeah when did Like that start? in
1: the American, the office.
0: Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Let's get this right. Cause I like, that's the number that's coming to my head, but maybe that's because it started on March 19th, but basically they have made the office free to everybody until this Thursday, March 25th. So it started Whoa. on Thursday, the 18th. It, I had no idea until I saw an article about it the next day. And then what, what did you find out?
1: 16 years you were very close 16 years that's that's, insane that's that's impossible It's when it started 2005 right so that's wild
0: that is wild but basically everybody whined and complained whenever the office moved off of netflix obviously because like people like fell asleep with that show on it 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 had transcended just like regular television shows like it Mm -hmm. was just like Everybody wanted it. Um, so now Peacock, in an attempt to get some more subscribers, they are giving people a taste of The Office for free for a week. You don't have to have a Peacock Premium subscription or anything like that. Hmm. So is it going to make you subscribe to Peacock Premium, Kirk?
1: I've uh, got to say absolutely not. I'm not doing <laughs>
0: it. Yeah, you have like this weird personal vendetta against Peacock <laughs> that I kind of want to like dive deeper into like what is it is it the name is it the fact is it their catalog mm. that you hate like what is it
1: yes dr cam i would like to explain why <laughs> i don't know it's it's a it's a dumb name i know the peacock is is, is theirs bad. it's just uh there really should be a better reason to it for for what why i have such disdain but i don't i don't i think it was just you know there were already like six big hitters and then here comes peacock strutting in like oh i'm gonna take a piece of the pie like no you did not have to do that you're making plenty of money with all your properties in netflix's pocket and amazon and hulu just charge more for them don't get it on us that we have to now get another streaming uh streaming network streaming platform because as a cord cutter i'm pretty much not a cord cutter anymore because of this so peacock i hate you with all my heart
0: <laughs> yeah peacock is evil i i think i think for some reason, like you said, like they were sort of the first one outside of the big, yeah, out of, outside of the Hulu's Netflix, Amazon prime, like that had been there for a while. They were sort of the first one um, to really get in on it. And it was like, man, don't start this because then it's going to be a waterfall. And and of course it was, I mean, obviously you have Paramount plus now, which just came out a couple of weeks ago. You've got discovery plus, which I'm like, who, what?
1: listen here listen here so that's what's funny so peacock plus i hate them paramount plus doesn't bother me discovery plus is funny because they they house the entire um 90 day fiance uh oh, shows no. yeah and i'm 90 c right yes and i'm 99 sure they call it on their advertising commercial the 90 day fiance universe uh, maybe i'm <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's mandela
0: first <laughs> the multiverse Into because, the 90 day fiance verse
1: <laughs> because they've got before the 90 days, they've <laughs> got 90 day fiance and they've got like a segments like happily ever after 90 day fiance. Oh like.
0: my goodness. Oh, dude my If goodness. you're not,
1: if you haven't seen at least one episode of that show, no. you are missing out. It's so good.
0: Kirk. I'm not that guy. And I, and <laughs> this isn't because I'm a TV snob. I just like, I'm genuinely not the, trash tv guy i just can't like i can't do the bachelor i can't and i realize this makes me super relatable so i apologize (laughs) for that i can't do the bachelor i can't do um like teen mom or any of those things that people watch i just like i cannot do it yeah um it's terrible the closest i get is survivor which i will die on the hill for survivor every day i think it's the greatest thing in existence um but it's i can't do 90 day Fiance. But that's, that's okay. how they re- that's how they reel people in. You know, they get that one anchor show that people are like, oh, "Man, I got to have it." So then you either have to have Discovery Plus, which is 4.99 a month, or you have to have like a YouTube TV, Sling TV type thing in order to get that, which I mean is effectively the same price and then some. So mm-hmm. there there are issues with it. But yeah, i like, like it's getting it's getting tiring. We we have a comment uh about when will the plus thing die? I I thought Google Plus would have killed it. (laughs) Yeah, when will the plus thing die? Because it's really, it's it's not even derivative at this point. It's just like a joke. Mm. Like the fact that we have, so I guess, yeah, Google Plus did it way back in the day, but then we got Disney Plus. Well, Hulu Plus was sort of the first one on the block with that, we got Hulu Plus, then ESPN Plus, than Disney Plus. Shout out to HBO for going with Max. That's at least Mm -hmm. a little bit different. Shout out to Amazon for going with Prime Video, which was a little bit different. But now you've got Paramount Plus, Discovery Plus. It's insanity. It's insanity.
1: I guess this is bad timing. We're actually uh, rebranding to Popcorn for Breakfast Plus, Plus, but I mean, I think. I think it's still a good move, you know, uh, well, I mean, we'll go back to the drawing board on that, but yeah, Yeah. there are so many pluses around here. Uh, I'm waiting for the next one to say just, just minus or just what their name is. Right. Like
0: prime video is just prime video. my, My son, uh, will make up. So he, my son, this is, I don't know if this reflects poorly on me as a parent, but he can tell you if he wants to watch a show, he can tell you which network it's on he can he can tell you he's like oh let's watch gigantosaurus on disney plus like he will say it like that or like let's watch snoopy on apple tv plus oh, i forgot about apple tv plus there's another one yeah yeah um but whenever he's doing make believe and he makes up shows he'll call his networks like disney plus plus so he'll add a plus that's what i think the next <laughs> step is the next streaming service that comes out needs to be plus plus because that automatically just skyrockets them to the top of the leaderboard yes i love or it a love plus it. you know like the grade
1: Ooh. I like. See,
0: it. we should be marketing exec- executives.
1: I mean, all of these networks should just hire us for all the time. Just put us on retainer, <laughs> and whenever they need ideas, we're just going to sit in a room and talk like that's this. That's
0: all we do. We just generate and ideas. That's all. That's right.
1: We're just a think tank. That's it. That's all we do. So come on, guys. We're out here. We're out here. And if you have a small business or a large business, we're looking for sponsors. Thanks, guys.
0: <laughs> wow. Always with the shameless plug. Um, <laughs> So here, here was my surprise thing, because we actually just very gracefully segued into it, because we don't have that much news to talk about. I want to talk about the networks, because the landscape has seemingly changed a ton, even since the beginning of 2020, which I, which I feel like was the last time that we really talked about it. But now, this is a graphic that we posted on social the other day. In addition to Apple TV+, Plus, which was rolled out last year, we also now have Peacock and Paramount+, Plus entering the fold. Discovery Plus is not pictured here, but you're basically at a landscape right now where outside of a television subscription or traditional cable subscription, um, and when I say television subscription, that could be YouTube TV, you know, Sling TV, Hulu Live, whatever, you've got these primary players in streaming, Disney Plus, Netflix, Peacock, Hulu, HBO Max, Apple TV Plus, Prime Video, paramount plus and discovery plus and then espn plus if you that's that's sort of different because it's not really competing for the same space it's competing for a different space Mm -hmm. all of these things range somewhere in the price of 4.99 a month to 14.99 a month To if you have the highest tier of netflix i think it's what is it kirk 18.99 a month now or i think so
1: 17 or 18.99 yep
0: so that's the money that we're talking about. So if you subscribe to all of these, like an idiot, like me, um, which I do, I, Kirk, I have, to, I have to confess, I'm coming clean right now in front of all of you guys. I have all of the subscription services except for Discovery Plus. And here is why I wanna defend myself briefly. Wow, Because well, the floor is yours. And here's why I wanna defend myself as we get into this, because Paramount Plus has the most repugnant catalog of all of these streaming services. And that is saying something, because Peacock and Apple TV Plus are both an embarrassment to streaming services in terms of their catalog, but Paramount Paramount Plus takes the cake. It is terrible, and yet I am a subscriber. And the reason I'm a subscriber is for English Premier League Soccer uh, and Champions League, because they put all that stuff on there, which is just as sinister as it gets, anyway. Well,
1: I believe you should get Discovery Plus and collect it just yeah, like an Infinity Stone. I like should. maybe it's not the most powerful one, but you know, one day you will want to turn on 90 Day Fiance. You're going to be having a bad day, <laughs> and you're just going to need to turn your brain off. And you're going or to get it. I'll just,
0: it I'll just hate watch. Um, what are those? What are those? Those twins that do the um, construction, like the Uh-oh. makeover shows. <laughs> Yeah, those um, Property Brothers. Yeah, Property Brothers. Yeah, I'll just hate watch the Property Brothers and just yes. like scream obscenities at my screen while like eating ice cream. I, I feel like that could be cathartic in a lot of yeah. ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or the uh, the flip or flop, uh, the divorced couple, right? Uh, you could say, you yell at Tarek and the uh, wife, like, yes. you, stayed you should stay together.
0: You That's know? right. Yeah, exactly. I am still yeah. mad about that.
1: You got options. You got options I do. of who you're going to hate watch.
0: <laughs> so here's what I want to do because I think everybody is asking the question of which of these should I subscribe to and which shouldn't I subscribe to you? What, what is worth it? I have tried them all. You've probably tried the vast majority of them save maybe paramount plus. And so we're going to go one by one and we're going to talk about it and say, if it's something you would subscribe to or something you wouldn't subscribe to. Mm, Sound good?
1: Okay. Let's do it.
0: Okay. Disney plus is number one on the list. I think their current price is 699. Is it, did they go up to $6.99 now?
1: Hmm, I don't know.
0: They did a one, they did a $1 hike um, at the beginning of the year. So let me check this. Yeah, $6.99 a month. They were 5 dollars when they launched. Are you okay. paying would you pay for Disney Plus at $6.99? Hmm. Yes or no? That's a yes for me, Cam. Yeah, it's a yes for me. And I think if you have kids, it's an obvious yes. Um, because of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I mean, that's just like, that's a no brainer. Plus all the, all the Disney movies are on there. And I would say that now the original content is coming along with the Star Wars shows and the Marvel shows, which that'll be a way different conversation at the end of this year, even because Mm -hmm. we've got all this Marvel content coming out, all these new Star Wars shows coming out. So I think it's going to be people slam Disney plus for their lack of original, like exclusive to streaming content or whatever but that's i think that gap is going to be pretty close to closed by the end of 2021 absolutely all right netflix the granddaddy of them all kirk we actually this is bad don't tell netflix but we actually share netflix don't don't anybody tell them if they're watching because i know i read an article that they're about to start cracking down on that stuff they are um, which makes sense. They could probably like triple their revenue <laughs> if, they, if they got every either that or they would force people to, to drop it. But right now the highest thing of Netflix, which is like you can stream in like three different places at the same time. Plus you get 4k plus you get to download stuff is uh, either 17 or 18 99 a month, which is steep. That puts it at the tippy top of the price range for all of these.
1: But if you share between family, family members, hypothetically, hypothetically, it's much more reasonably
0: cost. It is. It's like $9 a month. And then it's like, (laughs) no problem. Um, What's your take on Netflix? Is Netflix still King Kirk? Is it still the King of the castle?
1: Absolutely. I look at all of these, uh, these streaming services and, no one has done what Netflix has done because they were the first, they were the pioneer. You know, it's not like, uh, it's not like Quibi, right? Let's say, let's say Quibi and let's say short term, uh, short form content was a thing. It's not. And let's say Quibi was first to break in and 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 it was huge, Quibi would be number one. Netflix was number one out of all of these. Uh, they had their own separate service where they were mailing DVDs, through the USPS and they've adapted it, adopted it into a pocket camera television on your, in your. I
0: was like, where's he going with this? Where's he going? He's, he's gone somewhere I can't follow.
1: Sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) <laughs> I, I call it. it. Yeah, that, so I, I think Netflix is always king. I think that they had a little bit of a lull, uh, which we talked about it at the beginning of, of our podcastery uh, when we started a uh, year and a half uh, to two years ago, but they really came back from it just really simply, and I'm, I'm excited to see them just continue to be king.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think what sets them apart still to this day, nobody has gotten a chance to touch them, and maybe it's just because they were the first one on the block, is the breadth of their content. Yes. They have every genre every format they have documentaries they have 30 minutes they have an hour they have limited series 10 series 10 season series they have everything good movies original movies i mean it's just like it's insane so many of these services are so top heavy you know look at peacock which we'll talk about next but you've got the office 30 rock you know brooklyn 99 those are parks and rec you know beyond that it's ugly It's big time ugly. So you have to have the depth and the breadth of of content.
1: Yes, they win.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about Peacock. I think Peacock's around $5 a month. You do get some live sports there in terms of soccer, which, like I said, is the reason that I subscribe to it. And I don't know if you can watch NBC live on it. Um, But I think even so, the version that I have, which is like $5 or $6 a month, has commercials on it too. So it's like it's like Hulu in that sense to where, even if you pay for Peacock Premium, there's like another tier that's commercial free, but if you pay for just the base, you still get commercials. So hmm. that's that's an important factor as well. What's your take on Peacock?
1: Well, I just wanna say that, uh, just to reiterate how stupid their name is, I am pulling up, I, I don't know their catalog, I'll, I'll just be perfectly honest with you. So I typed in uh, Peacock on my my iPad here, and I said I said Peacock Catalog, right? And I got 30 images of peacocks yeah, of different kinds of, day, of fabrics and <laughs> taxidermied <laughs> oh, peacocks. Wow. It was the craziest thing. But I don't know. Like, you know, it, they probably have some good stuff that hits now and then that probably stays for like a month and then and then drops. Um, but like, listen to some of these titles in the movies. Age of Dinosaurs. Air Collision,
0: Airplane versus Volcano. Airplane uh, versus Volcano?
1: Don't act like you're going to watch that. Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> Do you have
0: Money Plane, because I will watch
1: that. <laughs> I, I've not seen Money Plane <laughs> on here. Uh, I mean, there's just so many crazy, crazy things in here that uh, Yumi and Dupree, uh, you know, terrible titles all across the board. There's no way that I'm ever, ever watching this or paying for it.
0: Yeah. It's a stinker. It's a stinker deluxe and their original, like they're exclusive to Peacock stuff that is like shows that were created for Peacock is limited to like Save by the bell and a few other things, which is like, ouch. Um, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I don't think I would recommend anybody to pay for it unless you're a huge English premier league soccer fan, in which case it's an absolute necessity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> and I hate myself every day because of it. Okay. Um, Hulu. Hulu's been around for quite a while, and they've fluctuated through a few different packages, but they're mostly the same as they were. You know, they've got a commercial tier, they've got a non-commercial tier, and right now I have the commercial one because I'm a person who's not bothered by it personally. Um, but what's your take on Hulu how, and and their catalog? Are you still a subscriber?
1: I am, dude. Hulu's killing it. You know, this is how I got to watch all. Uh, all the episodes of ER back to back to back to back to back nice. every single season. Uh, they have some great original films that hit their first. Uh, so like Ben is back with Julia Roberts. Um, there's a number of other ones. That's the one that sticks to my mind. Happiest so.
0: season was on there. Palm yes. Springs was on Palm there. Palm
1: Springs. Um, I'm watching wonder years back on Hulu and they have the TV option. They have a direct line with sports. That's huge with, with a lot of what they do and like they have small businesses can advertise their, yeah, uh, that's cool for their commercials like that's so cool So like their model i don't know it doesn't bother me there's there's something about hulu that just makes you feel good inside maybe it's the green i don't know i don't know it, it's it's very it makes me feel warm
0: green does have that effect on people i did a marketing research thing one time that was like people associate green with like safety and progress and lots of things like that They yeah it. i like hulu I, i'm keeping hulu for sure um hbo max and this one, I'll kick this one off because I actually think, dude, HBO Max is kind of killing it. Like if you haven't, if you haven't dipped your toes into this water, let me tell you, it's warm. It feels good. It is like their catalog is deep. Like they came out guns blazing with their catalog. So many of these people, like it like these streaming services come out and their catalog sucks at the beginning. And it takes time to ramp up. They came and just dropped every Warner Brothers movie. They have the Criterion Collection. They have all the Studio Ghibli stuff. They have uh, Turner Classic movies, like all the DC stuff, which is like, eh. It, tons. And they have all the HBO shows, which are excellent. The full lineup, past and present. And this whole new thing that they're doing with like release in theaters, but also release on HBO Max, I've already benefited from that like three or four times. So, dude, this is like, i put this right behind netflix i really think it's that good and the price point is a premium price point it's at 15 dollars a month they're getting ready this summer they'll be rolling out a commercial supported version of it that i think will be cheaper and then they'll have the ad free version but man i just i'm really loving this platform they did a horrible job rolling it out and advertising it just uh, just a total masterclass in stupidity by at&t and everybody who is running that (laughs) but it is a good platform. It works well. It's got good content. I'm like all about it.
1: I'm glad you kicked it off. There's nothing. There's nothing more to say. Their catalog is unmatchable. You know, Apple TV Plus, which we're going to talk about in just a moment. They came out with no catalog. They had like six things to go for, with, and I'm still waiting for Apple to buy one of these nine boxes. I know, right because that's the only way they can succeed. You know, they have a couple of wins here and there, but ultimately they need a strong catalog, which Netflix already had coming into the game. HBO Max already had coming into the game. Disney Plus, Hulu, Prime Video just has access to everything and they just cycle it out. Apple TV Plus has got to get it together, but HBO Max, it's it's strong. It's strong. I I really like their software. They've grown a lot in a very short time and it's here to stay.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think... Um, I think I've said it on the podcast once before, but Apple TV Plus, like if they're looking for acquisition partners, which I think they pretty much always are because they always have a surplus of, surplus of cash. I feel like Warner Media HBO is the place to go. I think it just aligns really well with their corporate synergies in terms of like premium content, you know, like sort of more geared towards adults associated with being cool. You know, HBO is almost like has this status thing about it, which is the same thing that Apple has. I just feel like that would line up really well. And they already have the studios in place to create these great television series, which is what Apple TV Plus is struggling so hard to do. And they just keep throwing money at it, thinking it's going to get better, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't. So that's a good segue into Apple TV Plus. My take on that platform is I have not paid for it for one day. (laughs) <laughs> they have given it to me for free they said they were they said i was going to have it for a year and then they said oh your year is up now you get it for four more months and then they said oh your four months is almost over now you get it till july i'm just like will i ever have to pay for it and if i do the answer will be a hard no for me. <laughs> i'm not doing it
1: I agree. I'm in the exact same boat. Uh, I will say that the most recent, you know, big premiere on Apple TV Plus was Cherry with Tom Holland, uh, directed by the Russo brothers. Uh, Don't know if we'll review that. So I can't tell you my thoughts just yet. But maybe I'm giving it away right now. You should go watch (laughs) it. If you don't have Apple TV Plus, get a get a free trial. And if you do need to pay for 4.99 just to watch that movie, go for it. But otherwise, it's just not worth it. It, it really isn't. Until they buy someone else, it ain't going to happen for me.
0: Yeah, Ted Lasso is a winner in my book, and The Banker was pretty good, but not good enough to pay for a monthly subscription. Defending Jacob was okay, but not again, not good enough to pay for a monthly subscription. So you gotta you gotta show me something, Apple, or else you're on life support right now for me, and uh, it, it's gonna get bad whenever that. If this trial period ever ends, it's going to get bad for you. (laughs) Um, Okay, next one, Prime Video. And Prime Video is an interesting one to me because I think this is the platform that first comes to mind where, like, if you had asked me two, three years ago, Prime Video was, like, tied with Netflix or, like, right behind them. And now I feel like they've taken a significant step back. Like, I just don't feel like this platform is as vital to me as it has been. I don't find myself going there for content as often. Really what was holding it for me was Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I love, and Jack Ryan. And those those are the two shows that I was like coming back for. And the small act stuff was good. And they they have stuff that comes in here and there. You know, One Night in Miami was a prime video original. So I think it's still worth keeping around, but I'm just saying like if the budget got tight, and I I mean, obviously I'm paying for Amazon Prime no matter what, and I think that's what seals it is like two day delivery, all that stuff, which makes it a little bit unique. But if it was based on catalog alone, I would consider cutting it if it came down to it.
1: Yeah, I believe at this point in the game, Prime Video has become inconsistent. And I wonder uh if if they'll bounce back once the pandemic has Yeah cooled down because they were really killing the game. They had so many different original series uh, coming out. Their original movies typically aren't that good unless, unless like if if Amazon Studios makes them, they've had two big wins and there's some ones that trickle in if they purchase it off of a different creator, yep. it's hit or miss as well. So I think inconsistency is kind of Prime's uh, status right now. So I agree. Always hopeful there's a chance not going anywhere because everyone's tied to it with Amazon Prime. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, and I would, and, and Fleabag's over too. That's the other one that I just absolutely right. love. But I wouldn't, I would consider killing someone for another season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's like, oh yeah, I loved that show so much. And I, the, it got hit hard with the pandemic. Jack Ryan's in the same boat. So it's like those two casualties alone are like toughies, toughies to overcome for sure. Yes. Okay. And then there's Paramount Plus, which I already trashed their catalog. Their catalog is so bad, guys. It's so bad. Unless you're like a huge MTV person, which like safe space, no judgment. I know, people, <laughs> I know people watch Teen Mom and I know people watch the challenge. Like that's it's all you. That's fine. But if unless you're that person, it is not worth subscribing because even, um, you know, for us, it was like Blue's Clues and Paw Patrol. That's huge, right? They don't even have every season of Paw Patrol. They're only through season five. And right now Paw Patrol's on season seven. Yeah. It's it's trash. I'm like, dude, give me everything, or why would I pay for your service? And they're like, well, we have the Champions League soccer. And I'm like, darn you, Paramount Plus. Uh, so that's why I have it. But I was bored the other night, and I was like, eh, we have a Paramount Plus subscription. Maybe I'll peruse their catalog. And it's just <laughs> disgusting. It is so bad, dude.
1: Oh man, I, I just wish that you could see. I'm scrolling again through their through their uh, catalog it's here. It's So bad. Um, there's a movie called Cup of Love. Um, <laughs>
0: i actually watched that it was incredible oh was it no, good I'm, I'm, oh I'm, yeah, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding
1: oh forgive me <laughs> yeah there, there's just we could i could just spend three hours just reading the titles of this and it would just it would be the most listened to podcast in the entire history of technology <laughs> be really good radio really good yeah radio. yeah yeah so let's begin
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> i love how after that you're like yep let's go um yeah i would not recommend paramount plus i no way. And they have, they have a long way to go. But maybe if they get the Avatar universe on there, maybe that would be enough for me. Like, I mean, I'm already subscribing, so I don't know why I'm acting like. But I'm just saying I would not recommend it to anybody. I, I'm, I, I can't even reconcile with myself. I can't even look myself in the face in the mirror because yeah. I am so mad at myself for subscribing to it. But <laughs> it is a necessary evil for soccer. All right. And that brings us to television subscription. You think you still need one, Kirk? What do you do? You watch anything on YouTube TV?
1: I do, I do. Uh, I don't know how much longer. You know, YouTube TV is good because we have Nickelodeon in there. Yeah, I think we have Disney, so you get the latest episodes. You don't have to wait till the newest season has like started for the last season to drop. Yes. So you have the direct access. You get access to all of the awards shows across different networks, and you don't have to worry. True. Um, I will say that I'm, you know, AMC plus is not on here. That's another one. AMC, is that a thing? It is a thing. Oh, it is a thing. No. AMC plus, you know, I am painfully just finishing out the walking dead. Uh, that's that's I just got to finish it during their last season. So there's things like that that you can just have access you to. You. That. I have Thank to say you. It. I respect I never, you for that. Yeah. I told myself I would stop after, uh, after Andrew Lincoln left the show and I, and then I changed my mind and I just had to stick it out like ER, uh, like all the other bad shows that needed, needed a little boost and jump the shark. But YouTube TV, super happy about it. My sister recommended it to me. And if you are frustrated with your current streaming television platform, I say, try it out. It's really good.
0: Yeah. I YouTube TV, I've tried all of them and I think they have the best interface. They have the best DVR and they have a, they're priced pretty fairly in, you know, it's interesting now, you've seen that there's been a settling in the market in terms of price points on these streaming services where Sling has said we're the we're the market bottom, we're the value play, and they have a great u- user interface and theirs, theirs is a great product too, but they don't pay for any of the expensive channels that like, no regional sports, no nothing like that. YouTube is now out of the regional sports game, which has me like grappling for what do I do? And then you've got like the AT&T TV of the world, which their interface is garbage, but (laughs) they have all the good channels, they have uh, regional sports and stuff like that. So it's interesting. I would say, yeah, I agree with you based on user interface alone. And if you're if you're not a huge sports person, but you need TV for some reason, YouTube TV is the one to go with. I think there's is the best product, but. We got to figure out something with regional sports. I know that we're not a sports podcast and I've been talking a lot about sports, but seriously, there is no reason that someone like me who would pay pretty much any amount of money to just watch sports, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to buy my local baseball team a la carte. Right. That's, That's outrageous. I mean, that is outrageous. I would probably pay up to $50 a month for that just by itself. Like seriously. And I can't, I can't get it. And I think that's, <laughs> I think that's exceptionally dumb because then it becomes a thing of principle where I'm like, I'm not going to buy an $85 television subscription just so I can watch sports because then I'm paying for all these other channels that I hate. I would right. rather just pay for the one thing.
1: It's dumb. right. With all of this said, you know, do we think that it'll swing back? Like everyone will get sick of all the pluses, all the pluses and say, you know what? I'm going back to DirecTV. I'm going back to ATT spectrum.
0: I still think those things are on live support. I still okay. think traditional cable is on live support, especially look at the degradation of network television these days, man. Oh. There used to be like every season, like, you know, like whatever, what do they call that? Um, whenever it's like the ratings are going around, what do they call that? Like Sweeps. Sweeps. sweeps mm-hmm. You would get like one good network TV show. You know, you'd get like a lie to me or you'd get like, I don't know, something. You would get like a Parks and Rec or something that would come out of the woodwork and be really good. You get nothing now. I mean, nothing. There's just, network TV is a barren wasteland. And I just, beyond that, I just don't see much reason for keeping it. So I just feel like it's gonna continue to degrade and degrade and degrade. Mm-hmm. And over time, it people are gonna be making that decision that you talked about where they're like, man, having all of these plus a TV subscription is worse than what I had before, but I think what they will cut is the TV. So
1: that's true. I'll tell you what, I should look at how much all of this, uh, these seven out of nine that I subscribe to, but I don't, I just want to live in, uh, in, in ignorance because I don't want yeah, to know you'd the rather exact be costs. blissfully unaware. 100%.
0: <laughs> that's why it's, it's so funny. Like I'll go $5 a month. That's nothing. And then <laughs> I'll say that for every incremental $5 a month that I add. I'm like, Oh, yeah. $5 a month. That's nothing. <laughs> it's so stupid, but I live now, in peace.
1: Yes, because you have access to everything. You are CBS All Access Cam. Look at you.
0: Yeah, I basically am. I basically am. <laughs> <Badans>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so that's our take on the streaming services. I just thought it was time for a refresher on that. I, I feel like the landscape has changed so much over the last year, especially people like, oh, my gosh, everybody's at home. We got to get our services out. That it's It's time to reevaluate. So I'm glad that we had that conversation. That's what I'm trying to say. Me too. Let's pop it up one last time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. Our executive producer is Ryan Spriggs, and our original music is by Rhetoric. You can check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. We are on Facebook, at Popcorn the Number 4 Breakfast, as well as Twitter and Instagram, at PFB underscore podcast. Check the description to find out how you can connect with us on Discord, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitch. If you like this episode, please subscribe, like, comment, rate, or review – and if you want more, you can find all of our episodes and videos on PopcornTheNumber4Breakfast.com. We'll see you next time.